The Overview is a production of Chaman V TV. Find out more about the show at chamanv.tv. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 79 of The Overview. I'm Chanman V, and joining me tonight is Fishsticks, of course. What's up, buddy? Hello, hello. How are you doing, Chris? Good. Doomfist here also. <laughs> the return of the Doomfist. <laughs> the return of the Doomfist. More like the return of Captain Planet. Let's, let's just like talk about that. Uh, I want to welcome our guest, Captain Planet, of course. Return, returning after, what, a year? Is it like a year? It, this it's been, been it's been a while. It's uh it's nice to be Ben number two again though. <laughs> ben <number> two again. <laughs> uh, I figured we'd do a crossover, you know, like the uh, since then you started a podcast exactly. yourself. Exactly. So this yeah. is like the collision. It's a crossover. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, it's, about? It's, collision. It's like it's a Gosh. it's that crossover episode everyone's been wanting, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're making it sound so much like it's you know crazy, <laughs> the crazy competitive thing. When we're all friends, it's all good. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, welcome to the show, man. I can't wait to talk to you about all the crazy news that we have this week. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, ZP, unfortunately, guys, sick as usual. That guy, I swear, walking virus, man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> no, no, he's You know, not, it's he's funny because I, I can remember uh, I, I commentated Overwatch Open. That was kind of like the last uh, thing I commentated, like big thing, way back. Uh, Probably, I think it was uh, August of last year. We were doing the qualifiers out of the Face It studio in London. <laughs> yep, yep. And EP was sick, coughing on everything and everyone. And he's <laughs> I like, remember dude, you guys I never that. get sick. This is the first time I've been sick in years. Like, I'm not even sick. This is just your imagination as he proceeded to get the rest of us all sick. <laughs> Uh, but it's not true. He does get sick. Oh, uh, it's all sick good. Right it's all good. So hopefully he'll be back next week, guys. But, um, you know, we've got, obviously, Captain Planet to, to help sub for him. Uh, I'll, but anyways, do, I'll do what I can. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to do great anyways. So we've had uh, a ton of things to talk about. we got a Halloween event. We've got contenders, uh, finals or semifinals, finals. We've got a little bit of Apex, lots of player news as usual. Uh, so oh, what we just, all news is pouring in week not, by week. I know it's just like nonstop, and you know this coming week, or at least the coming two weeks, are just going to be a ton, given that the deadline's coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. But why don't we just dive in real quick, just so we can try to cover as many of these topics as we can? So uh, first off, Halloween Terror uh, was released two days ago on Tuesday, and uh, it's the return of Junkenstein's Revenge, as well as some cool skins, some. Pretty badass skins. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to at least look at the skins. I, yeah, I'm actually sure. curious. I want to hear what everyone's favorite skin is. Dude, that one right there, man. <laughs> Literally, every that time right I think name. I know what everyone's favorite skin is going to be, I'm completely wrong. But I think this time, everyone's hype about Symmetra. Uh, she looks Dude, devilish. She looks amazing. She looks like something out of Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. She's like Kerrigan and Deathwing like mixed together. It's like awesome. <laughs> totally cool. I, I actually latched on to the Cthulhu Yada. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The tentacles. Yeah, Cthulhu Yada is yeah, it's, up there. It's a great skin, but it's also they've added a bunch of um, things to his emotes and things. So he's got that oh, emote yeah. where he has the, the glowy arms. They're tentacles instead of arms. Oh, nice. And obviously, nice. you see he, he throws the little eyeballs instead yeah. of the, the ball balls. 
Um, I, I, I've heard em- yeah. I've heard embrace insanity in my ranked games quite a few times uh, in mm-hmm. the last two days. Yes, man. Oh, cool. so, so what do the eyeballs look like when they're golden? Like, are they just shinier, or because they're they, pretty golden right now, right? So, oh, I don't, I don't know really. That's a good question. I need to check. I mean, I have the golden I one, to... so I just need to get the skin <laughs> so I can mm-hmm. check it out. Um, my sleeper yeah, so pick uh, for favorite skin of this this patch is Ana. I think Ana looks badass as as a really? pirate. Uh, well, I, think, I, think, I mean, look yeah. at her. Look, oh, she's she's got the machete yeah. on yeah, her the, gun. The, the bayonet is like the key. That's like yeah. so cool. Yeah, I mean, I totally Pretty give you crazy. that. It's just not Halloween, you know. It's just like I would have. Yeah. That would have been badass like in any other time of the year. It's just Halloween. I'm like last year, like, literally everything was you know a witch or Frankenstein or you know and just every you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. This year they kind of mixed both, right? Because um, Torbjorn's a Viking too, so that's not really. Yeah, Halloween. it's like fifty-fifty mm-hmm. spooky stuff, and then just characters dressed up as like a Halloween costume. It's like you get you get Zari who's dressed up as like an '80s music video kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I like the Zarya skin. A lot of people actually <laughs> do. Uh, but oh my god, you just offended like <laughs> like well, did, over did half you see, of the community. Did you see the Jeff Kaplan Holy blue crap. post about it? He said no. some, he said something along the lines of. Uh, uh, the the Zarya skin was the most divisive skin we've ever put out, and half of our half of our group loved it, and the other half didn't. And we've decided that the half that didn't, it's okay that they're wrong. So. <laughs> She's got bananas in her hair. Look at it. Dude. It's bananas. Have you watched Have you watched Glow, Ben? I mean, I mean, I mean I, I probably <laughs> no. You might not. You might be too young to have watched it. Actually, I've, I've watched some Eric Prince music videos, so. Yeah, okay. I feel like I mean, that kind of like, counts. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. I mean, it's it just totally like when I first saw it, I was like, because I, I watched the Netflix series like not too long ago, and you know, I, I'm familiar with Glow, anyways. So like the moment I saw that, I was like, oh my god, it's like totally a Glow character. This is yeah. awesome. So yeah. um, I like it, but it's like more just because of that than I, I actually would like to play this skin. I don't know if I'd actually like to play the skin as more as I just appreciate how it looks. Um, yeah. See, you know, I have to say though, like the two Halloween ones, maybe outside the Symmetra one, the the Reaper and the McCree, dude, those are lame, man. <laughs> I mean, I thought Reaper's good. I, I don't Reaper? know. That just looks like Reaper. I mean, that doesn't. He's just, he's not very like intimidating. I think is without the, the problem. That's like Reaper he looks, without. He looks head. a little goofy. You know, I uh, think May is hella cute too. Okay, yeah, yeah May, May is awesome too. May, May is awesome <laughs> too, especially if you know that reference to, to the zombies. Oh, yeah, because so good. Yeah, aren't aren't um aren't Chinese vampires they they hop? Is that what mm-hmm. that's a yep. reference to? Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I used uh, to watch those movies when I was young, man, and be like, <laughs> all these freaking you know these vampires and zombies and stuff just hopping. It was like freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know at least IDDQD um, McCree main extraordinaire does like the McCree skin, so it at least has his stamp yeah. of approval. Look at this guy. That, that looks like McCree's normal. <laughs> It's just, it's subtle. Yeah, one is, is boring. Maybe, yeah, maybe the looks, gun model looks better if you if you're going from first person view. I haven't gotten the skin yet, so I'm not sure. Because <laughs> ultimately, you're just going to be seeing the gun most of the time, right? So. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just looking at the rest of him, and it literally looks like McCree, like this regular skin to me, or at least pretty close to it. So, um, you know, we've got good and we've got bad. It's just like every single, you know, um. um event you know there's, mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna like all of them so i just that's just my opinion i do love the other ones though this one gotta get this one gosh i think kiki got this on her first 
Her first loot box, I, too. Like, I love, like, I, so I'd love to have it, but it, I'd love to have it, but you're still not going to make me play Symmetra. <laughs> Even if the skin's that cool. <laughs> Look, first point, I can vault defense. I will always play Symmetra. She's, she's good there. Okay, real, real quick, Junkenstein's Revenge. You guys, should I even, do I have to even ask, like, if you guys played it? You know, this is a setup. <laughs> <laughs> I already know this answer. That's like, that's no, I, I'm, I'm waiting to play it this weekend with friends. Uh, I haven't had the chance to, and I don't want to pug it. Um, I'd rather go in with a group of people. All right, all right. That's, that's fair. So I've played it. So since I'm the only person that's played it, I played, um, the, uh, the regular one and the endless one, which is the endless one, to be honest, is like the regular one, except for at the very end, what would normally be the end, you just keep going, you know, in this bonus round and it gets harder and harder and harder. Um, it's like way harder than last year, right? It's definitely harder than last year. Like I was having a hard, hard time, even with, um, like hard. And then I played expert today, which was like really, really hard with my son. But, um, but even last year, I remember playing like hard or even expert and it was just like easy, you know, it's like not, no problem. It was a struggle. Like the first time I played it, uh, I barely, barely finished in our hard the first time. And then expert, I just got stomped the first time I played it. Um, so the only thing they added really is just Symmetra's part of it now too. So Symmetra's one of the bosses now too. Um, but I think just overall, like they're, it's just harder. Like Roadhog, I feel like has twice as many hit points as it used to have. So he's just, it takes forever to kill him. And then um, eventually, uh, if you're playing the the never ending one, you just get like four Roadhogs like fighting you and three Mercies and five mm -hmm. Reapers. So like you're fighting like a ton of crap at, at certain points. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, you can pick all kinds of uh, heroes. Do you, I think there's eight or nine or maybe eight or ten heroes. Yeah, they increase the amount of yeah. heroes you could play, right? Yeah, in the endless one. The normal one is still the same four. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think it's challenging, you know, so even, you know, you guys at skill level, I think it's going to be quite challenging at the, at the very top of it. And um, and then, you know, the endless one is just like putting up a score anyway. So, um, yeah, try it as out. As, soon as, I saw, as yeah. soon as I saw Tavik uh, and his team fail like multiple times on their first try on the hard one, I knew mm -hmm. it must have been harder. So, but yeah, that's on hard or. On, no, no, on okay. whatever the, the highest, highest one. one. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're never going to do easy, say, right? It's like, so. no way they screwed up on hard. <laughs> no, no way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's a lot of fun. Just like last year, you know, I think Junkenstein was probably one of the best, um, you know, event. And obviously the Omnic one was obviously great too. Um, but this one, I just think is just harder. And I think the Omnic one, eventually everybody was finishing it pretty regularly and easy. Uh, so this one having an endless kind of survival mode is really cool. Uh, according to the main subreddit, the best part of this is photobombing intros. Oh, yeah. I yeah. swear to God, 85% of the top posts on that subreddit for the last day and a half have just been photobomb. It's funny. Okay, look, I, I can't I can't hate on it too much. Uh, but come on, guys. Like, <laughs> I know. It, it is a little ridiculous. 25 of them? Do you need to see the next 25? I don't know. That's, That's just true. my opinion. No, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's move on really quick. That um, new social feature was added to Battle.net, uh, which is, um, you know, a long time coming. I think a lot of people have been, uh, like, they've talked about the it coming or whatever for a long time. And it's basically, guys, if I haven't seen it, it's like groups and something that you would see that's kind of similar to Discord channels and, and things like that. Uh, you, you know, you can have profiles now. You can go offline now, so, you know, which is the offline thing is definitely something everybody's been looking for. So, um, but... Overall, you know, I, I I would ask you guys, do you think you guys would be using these groups at all? Or 
Um, is Discord just still too much of? Um, well, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because I think people there uh, there's a decent amount of people that kind of want to implement clan systems in Overwatch, and yeah. this is almost like this is kind of like what that might look like. But mm -hmm. the thing is, we're already in several Overwatch discords, and I don't I don't see people like grouping up and trying to six stack or. I guess some do, but not nearly as much as 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 many as you think. And yeah, it almost looks like too much like Discord, so it's not really going to pull anyone away. Yeah, uh, the the appear offline thing's nice though. It really does look like Discord now that you. No, it looks it. a lot like <laughs> Discord. Man. That's why it's like it's a thing. direct comparison to it right now. But you know, wouldn't it be cool if you could start pugs from it like really easily? That yeah. would be sweet. I mean, I think that would get a lot of people to use it. So um, I think yeah. Anyways, feature wise, they'll probably need to add a few more things. But you know, this is a start. It's good that they're mm -hmm. they're trying. You know, <laughs> like I think social and just the social aspect of all the Blizzard games has really needed you know an improvement. And I think this is kind of heading in that direction. So uh, next thing we've got here is uh, really mercy. Let's talk about mercy, guys. Like we haven't talked about mercy enough. Like the <laughs> this last is not a contentious <laughs> topic. I, I, no, <laughs> not, not at all. Right? Not at mm -hmm. all. Okay, well, the, to start off talking about it, why don't, why don't we just kind of show a graph as what the, the, the usage of all the heroes have been recently. And this is, uh, you know, on Omnic Meta, it's, um, their, their little graph that they do from week to week. And if those of you have never seen this graph, it's, you know, obviously the, the uh, heroes are on the bottom, usage is on the left, and then all these little different colored bars represents the different skill levels. So, you know, you have anywhere from bronze to all the way up to GM. And as you can tell, like Mercy's insane, <laughs> being in played insane rates. So, I mean, we're talking anywhere from 80, I think it's like 88% to 100% um, across all skill levels. So that's way too high, right? And that's mm -hmm. always been a marker for, you know, a change being needed. So, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think about, especially a Captain Planet, like given that you, you all obviously do your own meta reports too. Yeah. So the the interesting thing about this is not that the bronze, silver, gold numbers are that high because if you we we've, we've got our own tracking on uh, on Overbuff and if you go back uh, several months and you can see like where the cutoff is where the the Mercy patch happened that changed her, those numbers didn't really change all that much because they're already that high at those levels. Mm -hmm. But if you go to Grandmaster, it basically doubled. Uh, I think <laughs> it's interesting because. Because of reports like this and mine, uh, it allows the lower skilled players to kind of learn from the higher skilled players. So the higher skilled players end up being kind of leaders in the meta, right? Mm -hmm. But in this case, <laughs> the lower people were already at that level <laughs> they of knew. mercy usage. They knew. It, it just took, th this made her much more viable at the higher end. Uh, I think mo mostly because. She wasn't necessarily a better hero back then before the change. It's just she was easier to use for players of less skill. But yeah, yeah it's definitely absurd. And we've already seen plenty and plenty of uh, PTR updates. And who knows when that's actually going to drop, but uh, Blizzard's definitely aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, so... I the don't know. How, how, how do you feel about Mercy Banes and your, <laughs> your GM <laughs> levels? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, she's she's incredible right now. Uh, her, especially just her ultimate. I'm, I don't I don't think I I don't know. I I kind of have a bone to pick with. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I, I I disagree with the popular mentality on the subreddits. That's just like 
Res is just a broken, unfun ability that will never, ever, ever be fun, and it's just, why won't Blizzard understand this? We're all right. And, like, 98% of the comments are along those lines, which really surprises me. Uh, I come from Tribes and other games, but a, a game I played a lot was Enemy Territory, where medics had defibrillator paddles that could res the same person over and over and over and over again on a one second cooldown yeah you had to stand right on top of their body but the strategy back in those games is just like you got to kill the medics like both teams have medics i don't think res in its own is like a inherently bad mechanic i think it's actually totally fine even in a game like overwatch uh, i know a lot of people disagree with me but her ability to res uh, and her mobility and her chain healing during the alt and, and the fact that she self-heals, making her almost impossible to kill, is just a ridiculous combo. Uh, and the fact that she's so good right now and doesn't take that super high skills, uh, amount of skill to play her at, at a, a competent level in the GM level means that you have so many people, and I hate to use this word because it's it's kind of like a toxic word, but you have the boosted Mercy mains boosted. that are higher SR than they should be, <laughs> which is, in itself, it's not great, but the big problem I have is when you have two or three people who've been maining Mercy or playing primarily Mercy to get to the SR that you're at, if you happen to get a team like that, you're basically screwed. Uh, you've got a gold are, level like Lucio yeah. on your team or something like that. And, and then you, yeah. then also Junkrat's really, really strong right now. So I'm finding that I have like two people who play Junkrat who've played Junkrat to get to the SR they're at, two or three people yeah. who play Mercy to get to the SR they're at. And then I end up, my biggest qualm with this season right now is that I continuously have games where there's not a single main tank player on the team. At best, you'll have somebody who plays Roadhog as their third or fourth most played hero, or Zarya as their third or fourth played most or most played hero, and you don't have anyone that mains Winston. You have no one that mains Reinhardt at all, and that has just been so annoying this season. Just to have like only only freaking Roadhog like, as your only <laughs> tank over and over again. Oh it's my dead. god! What are you talking it's... about, man? That's called Deathmatch. That's what you're doing, man. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I usually, I'm actually not one to usually complain about like one tricks and and boosted people, but this season has it's starting to wear on me just a little bit. I guess I've been playing a lot the last two weeks, and I just this is this is like 75 percent of games I don't have a main tank player on my team. Period. Like it's yeah. that bad. And main and it's it's almost it's it's really difficult now a year in for them to make Reinhardt worth playing. Even if they buff the hell out of Reinhardt, there's still the mobility issues. He can't get up and down. He can't go fast. Like, he doesn't have any speed augmenting abilities. So yeah. it's it's an interesting it, spot to be in. He's definitely good on some maps, but others not so much. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, getting to Fishstick's point, it, it's it's just a fundamental issue right now with matchmaking, you know, and I didn't really want to spend like a ton of time. Like, yeah, we, yeah, so we can move things. on. That, that, yeah. I was, that's my piece. We will definitely um, talk about this next week. I promise you guys, but it, it, there is a fundamental issue with matchmaking right now that is causing, you know, we're seeing this type of thing with mercy and, and it's just making it like, like the worst possible. And with Junkrat too, like you said. So, yeah. um, well, Fishstick fish sticks mentioned something interesting where, he mentioned that to get to GM, you need less skill on, or you perhaps need less skill on those heroes like Junkrat and Mercy. Interestingly enough, they're actually adding, or while changing things about Mercy that will make the skill gap between good Mercies and bad Mercies larger. So uh, they've got, they put out some new PTR changes 
Um, what are those? I mean, here, I mean, let me, I have a, I think I have a post here from Je- uh, at least Jeff that talks yeah, about from Jeff Goodman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. So, uh, one of the, one of the big, one of the big things that I want to focus on is, uh, they're changing the cooldown on the res during the ultimate. And so it's not like a, instead of reducing the cooldown to 10 seconds, you get like one extra charge of res. I think you can use it at any point if I understand the change correctly. Yeah, but that's pretty the, interesting. Yeah. So you, you get, can't... you still get to double res, which is almost like a mechanic that people picked up on immediately on um, the new change. So I guess so, they're maintaining that. So that's instant though. I mean, that was the biggest thing, right? Like the instant refresh was one of the things that people complained heavily about. So now, even though you're limited to only one, it's still instant, right? So you can still do a double res instantly. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or Okay. But it, it, that's all you get during that alt. And then the rest is like your boosted mobility and, mm. uh, and healing and stuff. But one other thing that they're doing is they're getting rid of the guardian angel reset when you res someone. So that means when you res someone, you can't then like dart away. Mm -hmm. So it's, you have to be more, you have to make a better decision about who you're going to res because you can't just jet out after the fact. So I think that's pretty cool. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about about that. I, I don't mind Mercy being super mobile. I don't know. I, well, well I, I think she needs to have one or the other. Like, either she gets to res, she has the, the ability to res a bunch, but she is in grave danger whenever she does that. Or, you know, her mobility is good and she, her res is, is nerfed down. So I think this is somewhere in between there, which, um, you know, I, I, they obviously testing it out, seeing if it's going to work. But I still think she's too good. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's still good. She's still going to be super powerful. Like, if she can, I think just double res, like, right off the bat. So, um, I, mean, I don't think so. I, I don't like, I don't think she's crazy. I, I mean, she's very, very strong. Like, and she's probably definitely 100% OP right now. But, the, uh, like, bringing her res ability down uh, to two for using her from using her alt from three already is a big change. Like, in my opinion, if you did that change, that the, the change that they did to uh, res cooldowns and made it so she does no, so she no longer regens health. That might have been an, an, uh, um, enough alone. I don't know why I can't talk right now, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, it very well could be. I mean, I, I, th- I think that, um, you know, I think it's really hard. You know, like you were saying that res, like, um, as a feature is a tough thing to have. You know, like some you disagreed with the community. Um, I'm somewhere in between. I, I think that, like, it's definitely um, something good to have in the game, but at the same time, it's very difficult to design properly. And even just the fact that it's not an ult, ulti, the fact that you start with a res, like right off the bat, I think already, you know, is an issue with flow in the game. You know, like early picks don't even matter, you know, like for the most part. You know, big picks and, you know, I don't know, maps like Anubis where you could push, like, you know, after getting like a Widow pick or something like that, it just gets reset like instantly now, right? You do have to wait like a little bit just to get that cooldown, but a lot can happen while you're 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 um, you know charging that back up. So it's uh, there's still some issues I think that affect flow and might you know still affect some of the the um, spectating inter- entertainment value of early games at least. You know, I think we got to move on because yeah. there's yeah, so much sports news that totally. we need to cover. All right, so let's um. Let's start talking about Contenders, given that Contenders was the big uh, event that we had this past weekend. And 
it was the conclusion of, man, a three-month event, I, I believe it was, that we had. Uh, but it didn't disappoint, that's for sure. Uh, let's start with the arena, though. Like, this is the first look that we got to see the Blizzard Arena. This is the first event that was officially in the arena. And we you know, we had a, an article, I think, that talked about, um, or at least that showed uh, showed off the arena. Uh oh, I don't, I, maybe I don't have it here. Anyways, there was there was definitely some pictures early on of the arena, and um, you know, showed kind of the back room, like the green room where the players were, and then the shop, and then obviously the uh, the seating and, and everything. Uh, the pictures look great, and from what I saw from the. Um, you know, just the the tele the broadcast too. It looked awesome. But Captain Planet, you were actually there, right? So, um, no, I I, I was not no? actually. No. Oh, okay. I thought you were there for some reason, but um, no that that was the <laughs> so that was the um the one I, I'm out of vacation days is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm I'm saving it up for BlizzCon. Right. But right. Uh, okay. I had I had some friends and colleagues there too, uh, so they got to see it and they they had a good time. Um, the actual, I, I really enjoyed the stadium seating aspect of it. It gave mm -hmm. me some real uh, Apex vibes, like their studio. Yeah. Uh, but the, the stage is a lot different. So I think Apex, they have them in booths and stuff. And uh, they have the open stage, so you get more access to the players. And uh, the players don't have to be in a glass case of emotion where it's either too hot or too cold. Although it it did seem like the players were pretty cold up on stage. As <laughs> yeah, well they did. They had their. They always showing the hand warmers. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks great. Uh, Four hundred and fifty. Some people were thinking, "Oh God, that that doesn't seem that great. That doesn't seem that special for Overwatch League." But when you see it, I mean, four hundred and fifty or two, three thousand. Like, you can the way the camera work is done. Like, it looks pretty good like it, it looks awesome actually i think the way that the seats are so vertically stacked and you, you kind of have this arena feel of just like grandioseness uh it looks great the the broadcast looked awesome the pictures of the shop and the concessions and, and all that looked great yeah uh it's a it's a really awesome first start and and it's a pretty cool move for blizzard i mean this will be used for Overwatch League, but they could use it for all kinds Dude, of esports events in the future. I, uh, it's it's great. I've heard it's booked for like the next half year already. Like every single yeah, weekend, they, they already have. Like, like I think yeah. this weekend they're doing Hearthstone. Yeah, stuff Hearthstone's there. there. And then like what I heard from somebody was that it was literally already booked for every single weekend until like at least mid next year, maybe even longer. So they've already filled it. I you know for a while, which is pretty amazing i'm like i'm wondering what other events are going to be in there you know like during uh these these other weekends that i wasn't aware that you know, any competitive events for for blizzard um dude titles okay i work at twitch and part of my job is promoting content that happens <laughs> yeah. every weekend there's like two blizzard esports events every single freaking weekend okay, between so there heroes we hearthstone there everything dude there's Always esports stuff going on. <laughs> okay, so, that thing they're a company with a lot of titles, so yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I like the seating too. You know what's cool about the floor? You know, like there's a giant floor between the um, the stand and the stage. Um, you could put a ton of seats there. Like I bet they could put 200 seats just even on the floor right there if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's like, clearly more space. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, you could you could fill even more people if they wanted to. So. Um, uh, pretty neat. I'm curious to see what even Hearthstone's going to look like this weekend, given that, you know, it, uh, what we saw this past weekend was tailored for Overwatch. So I wonder if they're going to completely stage it differently for Hearthstone this week. We'll have to see. Uh, but anyways, talking about Overwatch, um, uh, just the contenders itself. Uh, so we we had one region where 
what was expected happened, you know, which was the NA region with the NVS just dominating, not even dropping a map, which is just crazy dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Although we that, got that. Go oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. go Sorry. ahead, Captain. No, go ahead. I was going to say things. that Envy, Envy not dropping in a map is true, but it was kind of close in some on some of them. So they yeah, they, they, was, had really, yeah. they had a really hype finish on uh, Temple of Anubis to steal away a draw. Um, mm-hmm. I think. It was a 3v5 at one point, and they pulled it through, so that was really impressive. Yeah. You're, you're talking about in the finals, right? Or Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah against yeah. FaZe, sorry. Yeah, FaZe. Uh, against FaZe against a Vision, it was not... Uh, or <laughs> did they play in Vision first? Whoever they played first, yeah. it was not all that close, uh, unfortunately, for the other team. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, uh, no, they didn't play in Vision. Did they play in Vision? They played at... F- uh, was it Envision first that they played? I thought they might have played it's, FNRG. It's FNRG. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah it was them. It was. Um, yeah. So, anyways, they they got you know they they pretty much pulled off what we would expect, and there were some good games too. But overall, you know, it was pretty much what was expected. But on the EU side, we got that upset that we were hoping for not that particular upset but we were hoping for some kind of you know, drama or some interesting results uh this weekend and that's where we got it in the eu side and giganti i mean we've all seen giganti play great this season i feel like they were starting to play you know really peak at the right moment and they clearly did at the very end and um that finals match was awesome i mean that was a great finals match between giganti and misfits it was sick. Uh, yeah and giganti ended up taking a 4-3 it literally went down to the seventh game so um or seventh map and to be honest if misfits couldn't have chosen i can pull twice it, it might have been you know like not as close so yeah that, um, that had the potential to be a quick 4-1 i think yeah it could have been really close and, and what i'm talking about guys is that um in the rules for contenders, there wasn't anything to say that you couldn't pick a map twice. So that's uh, that's kind of what ended up happening. Nate made you know address that issue there, but um, you know it made for a closer, more dramatic finish. So I was, it's all good. <laughs> that second, yeah, so, it, it, I can so it's super interesting, tight too. Interestingly, in that best of seven, only five different maps were played. <laughs> so they, <laughs> yeah, they had Eichenwald and Temple of Anubis twice. Oh, Anubis was yeah. twice too. I didn't even yep, realize yep, yep. that. Yeah, so both teams kind of yeah. Um, but uh, overall, I, I think that yeah, Giganti kind of showed obviously that they you know, they have players that deserve to be in Overwatch League too. And oh my god, uh-huh. Linkser played disgustingly well. <laughs> and uh, Zap is too. Shaz had awesome moments too. So I've I've had I've had a lot of pros tell me after the fact that uh, they think that Shaz and um, uh, and Big Goose combo, like they were saying, yeah, Big, Big Goose, Goose is yeah. the most annoying Lucio to play against. So I think, really? yeah, wow, okay, Pick, picking them up was really key for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah, no, I, I think there's there's two very clear, in my opinion, storylines here. First is Giganti. Giganti is an incredibly well-rounded team. Uh, we can talk, and I will talk about how how well Links are played in that match. But it was the supports. We always, we've always known how good Fraggy and how aggressive Fraggy can be uh, at one of the most aggressive tanks in the game. Uh, Davin played like a world-class tracer. Giganti just played so incredibly well. Linkser had the best game of his Overwatch career. 100%. It wasn't even close. That was amazing. Um, 
And the fact that Linkser can play at a high level across so many DPS heroes. I mean, we saw his Genji, we saw his McCree, we saw his Widowmaker, we saw his Doomfist. Okay, his Doomfist didn't do amazing, but like <laughs> he's really good at all of these characters. So it was super, super, super sick to see Linkser uh, really show his true potential. Uh, I've been a Linkser fanboy forever. I played Dirty Bomb with him back in the day, and he was probably like the scariest player in, in our tiny little scene. Uh, back then he, he would have been like 13 at the time right this was like four, three, four years ago yeah and like and this is another we've talked about this a million times on the show but the the tiny little plays make such a big difference mm-hmm. like a lot of people have been pointing out this one play by big goose where he booped back booped the up, enemy yeah. lucio that's right um so that the sound barrier didn't actually it, affect any of his teammates he just like had that perfect boop uh just everything about how giganti played was pretty sick but the other storyline that more unfortunate one is misfits continues to perform lower than expectations i mean they were the favorite by a pretty big margin i mean obviously giganti is a great team but they were the favorite in this tournament uh they look so good in contenders had such a good record going into this as just yet another example of misfits falling short from people's expectations yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they I, played as well as they had in the regular season. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe I different. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what you think too, uh, Captain Plan, about that. But I, I, I agree with you that the expectations were obviously higher, and Misfits, you know, has come up short many, many times. But I don't know. I just don't feel like it was them just playing terrible this time around as much as you know, like them as much as Giganti. No, I, I don't play extru- terrible. I mean, but... not terrible, but I, I feel like it was more Giganti just playing crazy well this this weekend more so than this is faltering because you know like in overwatch if the other team's playing great then all of a sudden you you know you're just like one pick early on just all of a sudden makes everybody look bad on your team you know that sort of thing we kind of sing it in apex too right we're going to talk about apex in a second but um yeah i don't know my feelings was just like it was more giganti than it was misfits um you know with misfits not winning even though you know they they were you know they're dominant this season they struggled a little bit in the playoffs to be honest they barely won a few of the, the matches but um i don't know what do you think captain planet so misfits was a super favorite over even over giganti because they had they had beat giganti 4-0 in the group stages so yep. everyone thought and they had, they had also seen logics on land at uh the overwatch world cup so they're like logics is probably the best traders for an eu to vic they call they, they call links are like mini to vic but I, I I don't know. I think they're at at the same level now. Yeah. Um, the thing the things that stood out to me was it it seemed as though Giganti had a plan against Misfits. They had a couple people that they wanted to focus down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Tvik obviously being one of them. But um, I noticed their former support Zuppa, um, who used to play for uh, NIP, if I'm not mistaken, who's now on Misfits. There were many yep. times that there were some very crucial picks on him that led to Giganti winning. So on one of the Temple of Anubis matches, they picked him off after picking off Tavik, so you could see their focus there. Um, it prevented an EMP. It allowed Giganti to move in, and they ended up taking the point. And then there was another another case on Route 66 where I think they picked him up. They picked him off first in a fight and then picked him off on the way coming back from spawn. So essentially Misfits on attack was without their flex support for like a fight and a half. So there was a lot. There was a lot of work that they were doing to disrupt Misfits' flow, and Davin just like straight out, straight up outplayed Logics yeah, too. So did. that helped. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it was it was a combination of the two. Um, you know, again, I think Misfits, um, 
you know, was expected to win, but in the end, I mean, Gagnon just showed that they're, you know, at the very least on the same level as Misfits, um, which kind of um, brings us... Actually, one thing I did forget to talk about in terms of Envious, kind of going back to that, just NA, is that the Seagull review re reveal was pretty epic when they, you know, had the, the teams kind of walk out and stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of people obviously, you know, wanted to see... Brandon play and wanted to see if he was going to actually get a chance to play. So they started with him playing on the first map, and I thought that was like a really cool moment for spectators. Um, but uh, yeah, but anyways, overall, uh, I would think the other thing I would talk about with um, just contenders is just I felt like the spectating was like 300% better. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many 100%, but way <laughs> better, way better than the entire season. And I don't know. Um, I know they brought like the you know, the real team, you know, in, and obviously Jason's there now. Um, but I mean, I could just tell with whether it was just the panning, you know, just the the very very good panning when when you're talking about spawning times and just kind of like getting a sense for just again like when the, the you know just the the um, the showdowns were kind of like leading in, as well as just not missing moments. They just didn't miss very many moments. They did a really really good job of, of catching like the big plays. Yeah, the the fact that I I wrote an article that was pretty he heavy on um, the plays that made up like strategy and stuff like that, and the mm -hmm. fact that I could count the amount of times that Zappis saved Fraggy with a mm -hmm. clutch Zarya bubble against a Junkrat tire, or the fact that we even saw that big goose play on camera, mm -hmm. or that we saw two different Linkser rocket reflects, like oh, those are the things that we would be missing if yeah. we didn't have that crew. Yeah. So hype moments are big, and you need you need that you need that like seasoned veteran observing crew to get them. Yeah. yeah, this is the team. This is the team that, that these yeah. are the people that they've hired to work on OWL. So can only go up from here. And we keep hearing rumors, including in chat during this show, that there's more and more spectator features coming uh, before World Cup and, and OWL. So they can only go up. Yeah. And I'm excited to see it. Yeah, me too. They focused a lot on attack too. Like, you know, a lot of the point of view I felt like was attack. And I, I felt like, oh, okay, they're just going to like assume this this rule the entire time. But then they kind of, you know, would, would pick like certain moments to like really like catch awesome plays. So um, it's flexible, but you could tell that there, there are general rules that they're uh, applying to their spectating. And that's really, really cool. I, I noticed one of those rules seemed to be stay on Seagull for a minute after he starts in his first game, but I kind of no, get that. And that's, I kinda that's get that. 100% legit. Like, I, 100%. Come on, uh, come on, Kevin. No, I mean, I, we would all make the same decision. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We got to give the fans what they want to see, like, at least a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Even so they spent a lot of time on, I forget which in the audit it was. It was like on, I think it was on Ilios, and it was just like, oh my God. We're actually seeing Zenyatta for like a lot, like on this map, you know, versus just, you know, we used to see like chips every once in a while, you know, trying to trying to get a headshot, but not not from the standpoint of like providing a nice view, you know, like for the actual battle. So that was mm -hmm. really cool. Getting some support POV there. Um, uh, you did a meta review, right? Just in terms of just I did, I did a really quick yeah. one. There were only 26 total games played over the weekend, so not a lot to talk about in terms of like aggregate data, mm -hmm. but. Um, one thing that it seemed like everyone was into was that Sombra play, and it was because we had a lot of um, 2CP maps being played. Uh, I thought one of the more interesting things was actually Giganti's uh, 2CP attack. Uh, the attack, they used a uh, single support oh, Reaper right. comp, where they put right. their flex support uh, 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 Shaz on Reaper, and they, they brought in... Yeah, just Lucio. 
and they that was when they took on they took out that point uh they had five alts saved up and they used they they spread them out over an entire minute worth of fight uh shaz saved the death blossom till the very very end they had to kill the diva like three different times before he used it but then <laughs> that's right they got the point after that so i i want to see more of these um I, as much as people hate 2CP, it seems to be the place where the more the most variation in team comps happens. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> can we just talk about, even though it's so blatantly obvious, can we just talk about the fact that Siegel finally returned to the competitive scene and just that's, won a tournament <laughs> in this first game? <laughs> like only Siegel. You could you could make all kinds of arguments that they would have won anyway. And you know he contributed a lot. That's that's obvious from if you watch the games. Like he mm -hmm. played really, 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 really well. But being Siegel is how you get onto the best team. Like it's not just like a coincidence that he happened to get onto the best team. Like no, like this is by design. <laughs> how how good do you think Brandon feels? I mean, I I couldn't really catch it exactly on cam sometimes, but. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, like they would, they'd be showing him and, you know, he'd be doing his thing and then, you know, he'd get killed or whatever. But then you have like every one of your teammates are fucking studs. You know <laughs> what I mean? So they're just doing what they're supposed to do. And then it's like, yeah, even if you die, it's okay because like, you know, everybody else is still doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's not the end of the world where in the past, I feel like, you know, at some of the other teams that he's been on. You know, if he dies, it's like, that's it. You know, like, it was, it was just too, it was pretty much GG, at least for that battle. So, I mean, I mean I'm sure he's having a really good time right now just playing on, on the, you know, a, a team that has the capabilities of Envious. I was, I was watching some of the, uh, the post game press conferences. Uh, that's also a really cool thing they're doing for yeah, Contempt. They, cool. they, yeah. they did it for um, the World Cup too, yeah. but I, I don't know that any videos came out of it. In any case, they were asking Taimu about uh, Seagull's place on the team, and he he said he he kind of likened it to Mickey, not in terms of necessarily role, but in terms of like team morale. He said uh, Seagull is one of those players that doesn't tilt, so like PMA versus NMA, they have to they have to balance <laughs> it out. M Mickey's definitely someone they can cheer you up, and it seems like Seagull is fi fitting in that role as well. And it's also kind of appropriate then because those are the two that we're switching out. So you always have one yeah. good-natured player in at, at, at any given time. Yeah, and they, they've talked about how Mickey comes up with a lot of their strategies, too. So th they both have that going on where they're strategic thinkers. But, you know, you know Brandon came up with the Bastion strategy, dude. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, that was... Strange. And it worked. They, so were, they were stumped until they switched to that. Man, El Presidente, man. We haven't seen that in <laughs> ages. That was good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so anyways, contenders, you know, season one, conclusion... Um, successful season, you know. I mean, like obviously, season two is going to be completely different. But you know, as a you know, whatever season one was supposed to be, yeah, I think overall, you know, provided us a lot of entertainment and a great finish at the end. So now we're just going to be talking about OWL. Uh, which why don't we just go into some of the news with OWL? And um, first off, just kind of getting <laughs> this out of the way, team names. You know, there've been a lot of team names that have been revealed. Dallas Fuel obviously was the big one since our last show. Um, LA Gladiators, uh, and the, you know they made some big hires too. So um, I think you know last episode we you know I, t I mentioned that I was kind of surprised that some of these organizations haven't like hired people who are general managers in another sport, you know, or in another esport or whatever it is. Uh, and so I think we're starting to see that now. You know, like um, first off, I, the Los Angeles hired Ken Garner's old coach, you know, Dipe, um, and then they also hired uh, just. 
I forgot what his title is, but it's whoever's going to be running the actual thing. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I thought that, that the second LA team, they're linked to Phoenix one in some yeah, way. That's right. I, that, do, yeah, I yeah, don't, Phoenix... I, I know that's like a league team, but I don't follow league of legends. So, so Phoenix one is, um, I mean, it's an organization, right? So I know Phoenix one actually even does some things in Hearthstone cause I, I think strife crow, I think plays for them. Uh, so I, they're just, I think generally an esports team. So they're already, you know, are, are, they already have their own structure there, and it's already in place. So they just basically hired them. I think they come over here and, and run uh, the Overwatch League too. Mm -hmm. um, so I know. They, so the LA team definitely hired them. Uh, there was another team too that made a, a big hire. Um, oh yeah, just also uh, the Immortals group, right? Ended up hiring Ari Siegel, and um, just to be the new president and COO. I mean, that's that's definitely huge. Yeah, they yeah. took him from a, an NHL team, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. So he's coming from a different sport and. Um, clearly, you know, this is the kind of thing I was thinking, like, you, why don't we get some of these guys to actually come and run these, uh, organizations? Um, so I think this is just the start, you know, um, hopefully some of our endemic folks that are, you know, um, going to be obviously holding these positions, will will get a chance to get enough experience and, and you know, st be able to still be, you know, in the mix for these type of, uh, management positions. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if this continues, you know, start, start seeing some more traditional sports management come in here. Um, yeah, it's like it's like a balance between people that know the scene and people that have experience doing the actual job title, kind yeah. of thing. I can see pe people coming from the sports industry, like the the mainstream sports industry, from the business perspective. But when it comes yeah. to GMing the team and picking players and 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 working with like esports players, I think we're going to see a mo mostly endemic people, for sure. At least for the first year or two, probably. I, I, I... I definitely agree with that. Head coaches, obviously, you know, have to be yeah. within the space. But, um, but anyways, getting back to the names, I kind of got skipped over it. So we got Dallas Fuels, LA Gladiators, San Francisco Shock, right? So um, yeah, the the Shock thing is really weird. Uh, <laughs> I think someone in someone in my Discord found that and posted it on Reddit. And in, interestingly, we found the we found a Twitter and it was private and it had like the name of John there. And then like not even thirty minutes later, after the Reddit thread was posted, it changed. Uh, to like point to some local soccer team, so I don't know if it, if someone's trying to cover their tracks or <laughs> maybe I got too much tinfoil on my head. But okay, it was just so a, maybe a very coincidental right. name yeah. change. I guess we'll find out really, really soon. But, but um, yeah, we got like third, no, like two weeks. Yeah, right? two weeks. So well, I think we'll find out all of them by then. But you know, not. Too I have to admit, yet. not too impressed yet by any of the names, yeah. but uh, I, I have to admit, and Chris knows when I first heard Dallas Fuel and saw the logo, I'm like, that is incredibly uninspiring. That logo in, inspires absolutely no emotion in me whatsoever. Fuel, it's an oil magnate. This is ridiculous. A week later, I it's feel cool, right? Different no, about it. I can't explain it. So does you? I really can't explain it. I mean, just I, the I, word I just the word fuel in in a in a vacuum is a fun word. I don't know why. It just is. I I still think the word fuels. I mean, I think they've done a good job with like this, like the logo and, and like what is this? This is awesome, right? Um, Maybe it's just seeing it in like the like the animated motion graph. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I like it ten times more today than I did a week ago. I I, I agree too. It's growing on me too. But um, they I also my did, first they also did that. Wow. They did that hashtag contest to pick the hashtag. And yeah, they actually came up with a good hashtag. Mm -hmm, it yeah. was. 
fits with their good. logo, fits with their team colors, fits with the whole theme. It's great. They're just on the ball, man. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas clearly is uh, off to a great start, and I wouldn't be surprised they do are going to be set up to do very, very well in the first season too. Um, let's Interestingly, see. we've had. If I'm not mistaken, we've had one announcement of a logo on every Thursday for the past two weeks. So does two make does two make a pattern? I'm not sure, but uh, keep your eyes out. I guess later tonight, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, might get, right. we might get another one. Exactly. Uh, speaking of these teams, you know, uh, there was mentioned that there, there. I mean, not just mentioned they, they showed it um, in this uh, PC Gamers article that we're going to actually see skins too associated with uh these teams and that I, dallas field genji yeah i'm I all about it pretty nice so are we going to be able to get these skins or is this like um only like their players are going to be playing with these skins in game like i, I wasn't clear on that i swear I to god blizzard swear yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a, d a bunch of different ways that they can monetize this right so you can either yeah Earn the skin by watching esports streams, or perhaps you buy a oh, Dallas Fuel jersey with there Seagull's name on the back, get yeah. a free virtual skin. I'd be all, right. all about it. Okay, so this is totally about selling it to us. Okay, I see it now. Kind of affiliate. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's awesome. It's about time, right, Ben? I mean, we've been talking about this forever. <laughs> I mean, this is how OWL makes monetary sense. Is <laughs> yeah. Digital merchandising is a huge potential revenue source for every team and every player and if they don't do it i will be so shocked because it's just free fruit man the, 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 like the biggest the biggest no-brainer in easy the world money yeah totally uh, you can make infinite copies of it you just have to pay a really good artist to make it in the first place there's a million artists that would be like jump at the opportunity to do it too um, and it, it it does bear mentioning that i believe the entire league it, it might be on a per team basis, but I think it's the entire league splits the revenue on those uh, those cosmetic oh, really? sales. Okay. Yeah, well, it's cool. like part of the part of the bargaining agreement or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So if there's one that's just like super good, then they don't, you know, obviously have a, a monetary advantage in any way, right? So mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, anyways, let's get to some more. Um, I don't know, more speculations and stuff. Stuff. Yeah. More of the we gotta go rapid fire. fire. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so, well, actually, first off, Rogue disbanding. I mean, obviously, that's like big topic. Yeah. Sad for for the community. I think generally, just because Rogue's been the most, you know, like one of the um, one of the biggest brands, I would say, in um, Overwatch since the beginning. So, seeing them have to disband, I mean, it's really sad. I think at least us and probably the people that are watching the show kind of know a little bit about the situation they're in. I mean, I think Rogue was expecting to be into like OWL. Obviously, they never were able to procure a, a, a spot, so they had to just release their entire uh, just the entire roster so they would even have a chance to to get onto a team. And we did see Soon and Unko like, literally get picked up like hours after they got released, um, which uh, they're now on the uh, LA team, the Immortals team. Um, but you know, we still have a few others that are lingering around. AKM has, you know, been having a hard time and it's been, you know, obviously well publicized on the subreddit and everything, no tryouts or anything like that. So, um, which is insane. Road, yeah. I mean, I think he had one very short trial, but for the most part, not very much from AKM. And that's, I don't know, pretty shocking. You now, what do you guys think about that? Um, from, from what I've heard, there's going to be more coming out about rogue from our resident Esports writer at ESPN, Jacob Wolf. Okay. Um, I think he's okay. doing a longer piece about what happened in that situation. Um, yeah. I think he'll probably, I, I don't know exactly what's going to be in it, but um, 
I, I have to imagine if Soon and Unko are able to get picked up, um, it it there's got to be more to the whole AKM and Win story than what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really only getting one side of everything at the moment, so I'm I'm interested to see what Wolf comes out with. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we'll see if there's any more drama behind all of that. Um, I think but... the interesting tidbit uh, beyond the player news um, is that apparently Rogue really did have the funding for this. Uh, I figured that they might not. I mean, obviously they're backed by Steve Aoki, who's a freaking EDM bajillionaire, so he's got money. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even Steve Aoki was was uh, chiming in saying, man, we really tried and it fell through and we're bummed, but we're going to keep trying, which was good. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to yeah. keep trying, which, which is a good sign. Uh, but yeah, it, it makes you wonder because uh, Jacob and, and other reports have, have talked about the fact that there was potentially 13 teams, but Blizzard wanted a round number. So if they couldn't find a 14th, they were going to nix it. So you have to wonder, was that Rogue? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, that was the Milwaukee it, team thing, right? Like the, the Milwaukee would have been number number yeah. thirteen. Oh yeah, well Milwaukee owner Chicago yeah, spot. Chicago that spot. would that would have been the number thirteen. Yeah. So and something else not, is going on. Yeah, I don't. It's both surprising and unsurprising that Rogue had it because Aoki's only worth like seventy million, I think. <laughs> uh, but I think they were they were allowing these endemics to pay not all of it up front. I think Envious is even doing this where they're paying it in installments, so that would kind of be how they would have the money for it. But there's obviously like, I mean, if they got denied, there were way more things involved than just yeah, the money. I would, I would think so too. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Captain, I mean, what I've heard is like, none of them are paying 20 right up front. I mean, it's, it's definitely over time that they're, I think eventually they'll have the full 20 million from everybody. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I mean, that'd be cool if Jacob comes up with something that maybe explains it. Cause there's definitely something more going on that we don't know. Uh, another thing mm-hmm. too is, uh, you know, maybe some leaks or not, but, um, you know, Buds was uh, I, I think he was on Twitch chat or was he on a Discord? I can't remember what it was. I think it was, it was Twitch in chat. somebody. It was in somebody else's Twitch about chat. This. <laughs> somebody's Twitch chat and basically is saying that Optic is FNRGFE minus minus him with Mendo sub. You know, basically in place of him. So I don't know anything to this, guys. What do you What do you think? I don't know if I believe this at all, but it's funny because we are commending the Overwatch League the per- perspective overwatch league players from not leaking rosters so much and then all of a sudden it's become totally cool to, to leak <laughs> in twitch chat exactly. like xqc like, is just leaking geez. something every other day crazy, like now it just leaks left and right and center just for the lols this one i for, i don't believe it because i don't think that that's a team that can win in owl um and i, I think flame I, I don't know i just i don't i don't believe that one but i guess well i wouldn't most leaks I would... end up being true right I mean, it could be. I think the reason we're seeing, right? I mean, I think the reason we're seeing all these leaks is all these players thought they might have been getting a spot up until recently. So now that now they're out, there's no, there's nothing to lose. Really, yeah, they're kind of pissed. (laughs) You know, just like whatever, right? Um, I wouldn't doubt. I mean, they've already got two out of the six, right? So um, allegedly, (laughs) allegedly. (laughs) yeah, that's not even confirmed. I guess allegedly. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at least, you know, like there's 12 man rosters, right? You can put six of them on there and then, and then another six are a whole different group of people and you mix and match them. So, um, yeah, I guess we won't know until it's officially released. So I guess no point in speculating too much more about that. Cloud nine releases their NA team. So, um, end of an era. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the cloud nine folks were just like on pins and needles, you know, after, especially, you know, the Kung Du purchase and 
um, you know, I, unfortunately, I think most of them, you know, got released. So, you know, Adam Rolf, you know, we saw them, um, you know, um, LFTing it this earlier mm-hmm. this week. From uh, from what I've heard from those guys, uh, as if they don't get an Overwatch League tryout, and it's a little late in the game right now, but they're definitely of the level. Um, they're pretty focused on grinding contender contenders oh, too, and Great. hoping for some turnover. Okay. So if, we're, we're, it'll be it will not be the last we see of Rolf and Adam by by any means. Yeah. If guys like Sherfor and Adam aren't on OWL teams, what the hell is happening? <laughs> this is a bizarre. Uh, a lot of good players, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This is just weird uh, if, mm-hmm. they, if they don't make it onto a team. I mean, there's going to... I mean, we're, we just talked about Gaganti, and I mean, I think a lot of those guys won't be on... Some of them will, probably, but there's probably a lot of those guys that won't be on teams, and I mean, we're, we could probably talk about GC Busan, too. You know, like, I don't think a lot of those players are necessarily going to be on teams, at least this first season, so... There's a lot of good players out there, Ben. I mean, we we still need to make that list of all the. Oh, I have that top. list. Okay, we gotta make that list. Shoot, we should have had Captain. Yeah, pe- too. people were trying. An awesome list. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Pe- people were looking through. Uh, apparently, Mickey. So this is more free agent stuff. Um, Mickey dropped some hints about Envy's next player. Oh yeah, this too. Yeah. Oh, no, so he said the, it was. Hmm? Oh, keep going. Was it the oh, next he, or what? Uh. uh that well, Knox is one of the people that people think it is. Mm-hmm. I know who it is. I'm not going to say who it is. Oh, but in any case, okay. Um, okay. so what what Mickey said is it's another. It's a player that has been to Apex, but is not from any of the countries that anyone on Envious is from. <laughs> Sorry, that that, that <laughs> came out weird. But basically, <laughs> basically, it's no one. It's someone who's been to Apex, but isn't from the U.S., from Thailand, from Spain, Finland, Sweden, or that's all of them, right? Effect is effect is oh or Korean, so we know. Okay, it's not or Korean, Korean I guess. So we ruled out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is kind of important. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean. Okay, so it's not Korean, so it has to be. So European a lot of or... a lot of people have locked on to Knox because yeah. they don't have a French player on Envious. Um, but there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of other there's a lot yeah. of other options. <laughs> there's a whole um, other so much Chinese made. country that <laughs> yeah they could bring on a Chinese player yeah. they could bring on like uh, AKTM boys no, no. AK- <laughs> that's, that's a Japanese like the player they could bring yeah. on like a Dutch player or Nor- I, I don't or Norway I don't know what how those Scandinavian countries work but uh, yeah. okay well they're, so, they're yeah, there's many, a lot of options they still have a lot of spots right they still have like three they have spots? eight Four or spots? they have seven players Oh, okay. So they have. Four. Yeah. So after and this, I, th- have I think Kai Kai said they want to end up at eight or nine. Oh, okay. So yeah, definitely eight, good. maybe nine. Okay. Um, let's see. Another bit of news: uh, Immortals released hyped. I, th- I think some people. I think a lot of people were, saw this coming. But it makes um, me sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, given that hype, you know, was there from the beginning. You know, like it was was there even before they were Immortals too. So, um, you know having him not be able to participate with the, you know pretty much the most of the, well the new team i mean a lot of the old members were are gone already but um would have liked to have seen him get a chance to participate in it i, I don't know what he's going to do like have you heard anything from hyped like i haven't gotten a chance to reach out to him to see like what he's going to do next. i haven't he he's one of those guys that has been around esports and competitive gaming and for such a really long yeah. time he was in the same like competitive wow guild as Kriparian and Wreckful and yeah. all those guys he played hearthstone um, for a long time I'm, too, so. I'm sure he'll land on his feet either as a competitor or as like management or coach he could definitely pivot yeah smart guy so i'm not too worried about him i'm just more curious if he's gonna you know stick at it with overwatch or do something different 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, man, we're cruising to this. Um, you still have any? You still got time, or you got to go, Cat Planet? No, I, I got a jet. I got yeah. gymnastics practice. You got gymnastics practice. I didn't know you did gymnastics. At eight, at nine. It's like wow. Genji, man. Yeah. He's a real life Genji. Late night adult adult gymnastics, my friend. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So why don't we uh, let uh, Captain go here, and then we'll um, uh, continue on with just a few more topics that we have. But appreciate you being here, man. We got to have you on here more often. Do some crossovers, and, some more and, crossovers. And you guys have seen his posts on Reddit. You guys have seen his meta reports. So if you don't, if you haven't connected the face to the name yet, this is the guy who puts in. I don't even know how many hours those take you every week. It's got to be like five it's, to ten, like oh, every week. Right. And he it's, works. A, it's too. some busy weekends. Yeah, uh, I'm. Al- I'm also that guy. If you saw the crazy person with the, the American fuck? flag at Overwatch World Cup, that was um, me. Yes, I'll probably break it out again man. at BlizzCon. Yeah, totally. You do you want to do some shout outs before you go? Any? Uh sure. Uh you can you should Oops. read my stuff on overbuff.com. Uh we have all those uh competitive stats that you can track your progress and all that. Um I also have my own podcast around the watch. Uh we record in Discord live, so we don't do the video stuff, so we stay out of uh Chris's Chris's <laughs> I way. appreciate that, man. <laughs> uh and then you can okay. also follow that. Follow that app on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Around the Watch. Um, this weekend, we'll be having Linkser and Davin and Big Goose. So Ooh, nice. to, uh, that should in. be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to have them. But thanks for having me on, Chris. Yeah, no problem. All right, take care, man. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, then let's... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to fix this. Hold on. Give me a second. Um, in the meantime... So we, we, we touched on the, the NV8 man. Uh, a lot of people think it might be Knox because a Coco is a good Winston, like he's a very good Winston, but he's not like a yeah. full-on Winston main where right. Knox played that exclusively almost for Rogue for a long, long time. And Ro- Knox also is a very, very good Lucio, so I wonder, I wonder if he will fit. But the other side of that rumor is that they've been trying out flex support, so that makes you think Custa. I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, I, people have been saying, like, you know, I don't know. It's just, I just see Reddit comments and people in chat. But the other rumor That's is that, yeah, they've been, yeah, they've been trying to overlap with, more, it's more overlap with Custa than I would say, like, a Knox, though. Like, yeah, Custa I, I agree. Because yeah, like, Chips is yeah, like chips the, is, is a godly flex support. But what if Chips gets sick or, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like they're not going to have, like go for a redundancy. Like if they're only going to have eight or nine guys, I feel like it's going to purely be unique type of abilities and filling holes, you know, and, and potential strategic meta, you know, that that sort of thing. Um, where I see other teams that definitely have over, like like Immortals, for instance, right? The LA team, they definitely have redundancy there, and it's clear that you know maybe they'll have a subbing system or something. If somebody's struggling, they'll just pop them in, and you know, like um, that that type of thing. But yeah, with Envy, I don't see that happening. So. I would think it would be Knox over Acosta, but that I mean, I'd be great to see Acosta have a team too. I think that'd be sweet. He's another. No, just player. judging by Captain Planet's face when we were talking about Knox makes me think that it's not Knox. It's not Knox. That okay. he knows. Yeah. I, I'm now reading into facial expressions. Okay. Um, that's right. that's that's how we've <laughs> we've gotten here. I know, man. Yes. It's like so many speculations. You're just like trying to pick up on any little thing to see if there's any legitimacy to it. Um, Okay, well, why don't we uh, why don't we talk really briefly? I just want to touch a little bit because we've been kind of putting off Apex. And I know you haven't wa- watched too much, Ben, but uh, I've definitely I actually had a chance to watch the match oh, last did, night. Oh, did you? Or, okay, great. Yeah. Okay, the last night was I mean, shit. 
man, GC Busan is like this year's runaway, you know, from a couple of years ago, I would say, but um, a couple of seasons ago. But they, I mean, they look like they're poised to win this whole thing, given how they looked um, the other day. So um, they ended up uh, beating uh, C9 Kongdu 3-0 in the semis after knocking out Lunatic High, you know, before that, you know, so knocking out the, the reigning champion. Um, and they looked amazing. Like, they just, like, shellacked them. Like, they just destroyed them. It wasn't, like, close games that ended up 3-3-0. They just destroyed them. So yeah. uh, what was your take on just what you saw? Uh, it really wasn't close. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't know too much about GC, GC Busan until this season. I don't think anyone really no. did. And but then- Profit stuck so many pulse bombs. It was just crazy. Uh, I mean, when you when you when I watched that match, I was watching like when it, when their cameras on Birdring. Birdring still looks when you're watching his aim. He still looks like a better mechanically skilled player, but Profit just completely overshadowed him with all the pulse bombs, all the team play, uh, and, and I think it's a great story. It, and look at look, this is another team of players who, because GC Busan wasn't really that well, well known until very recently. Who knows how many of them are going to end up on Overwatch right. League teams? I mean, I don't think any of them are going to make. I mean, it. people like, have been amazingly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the, there, there have been rumors that like most teams are basically full already. Most most rosters yeah. have been at least very close to finalized at this point. So, are we going to see these GC Busan players? Could we have had a Busan Overwatch League team? Yes, is the answer. Obviously, <laughs> yes, is the um, answer. Unfortunate that we that we that we won't because GC Busan has proven uh, proven their worth. Well, it's going to be. I mean, it's one of those things that's going to be glaringly. Uh, I mean, it might reflect a little bit poorly with just, you know, if, if Fisher is not, I mean, Fisher is literally one of the best Winstons in the world. And if he's not on a team, that's crazy, you know, to me. Um, and then we, we saw Profit, you know, like you said, I, I think Profit actually outplayed Bergring, you know, but had a lot to do with teamwork too, like you were saying. But um, yeah, he was amazing with his pulse bombs. And then even Hureg, I mean, Hureg was having a phenomenal uh, a match too. It just... You know, I, I think at one point the cast were even saying like, you know, um, uh, you know, Kungdu was or C9 was looking for Hureg, and they could never find him. They would, they could never, you know, like pick him off or like early or. And Hureg was just tearing them up. So, uh, in the end, I mean, I, I, I think that Kungdu probably didn't play their best either. But you know, Busan had a lot to do with it, and. I feel like they're poised to win. I mean, I I'd like to see a runaway versus GC Busan. I think that'd be on a hype, super hype final. I'm pretty sure that's what we're headed for, Chris. Yeah, I think the so, story yeah. of two underdogs. That's right. Now facing off in the grand finals. Uh, I mean, I, I again, like I I wish I had more time to follow the Korean scene. I don't know much about RX Foxes, but you just got to imagine that we're headed towards a runaway versus GC Busan grand finals, which is going to be super hype, man. That that's that's going to be one to watch. Definitely two underdog teams, like perennial underdogs. Um, yeah, and Runaway's just a fan favorite. So, I mean, yeah. they definitely want that. And like I said, GC Busan, I think, is this year's Runaway. So um, I'm looking forward to the the next match, which is going to happen, uh, is it tomorrow? Is it, I think so. Right? Uh, October 13th, yeah. It, yeah, it's tomorrow, yeah. So, so, it's uh, actually it's tonight. actually in it's like tonight. seven hours, yeah. according <laughs> it's to It's actually in here. the morning here, um, in a few hours. So definitely check that out. It's going to be... 
be good. And I know we haven't gotten a chance to talk about Apex too much this season, so we'll, we'll definitely be covering um, the next couple weeks. Uh, but great matches there. It's always amazing to see. And the Cavs are doing a great job over there, too. So um, let's see. Q&A. So we've got uh, one question here that um, the me 55 had for us. He says, hey, I love the show. Cool question. I was wondering why we didn't hear more from the Premier League in China. I know South Korea and U.S. are strong, but China is actually ranked number one in the world in skill rankings prior to the OWL or, OW, or the Overwatch World Cup, and they rolled everyone they played. They would be my pick to win it. Okay, so, I mean, in general, I think we're talking about World Cup at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, like, we haven't talked much about, like, APAC, just any of the the um the chinese leagues that have been going on you know like our friend jason obviously and um hex have been casting a lot of chinese overwatch so um we'll try to we'll try to get in some of that in, in the the near future but um yeah i think china is one of those um a little bit of a mystery to at least a lot of us here in, in na and um clearly they were one of the best teams i mean i think a lot of people you know rightfully made them favorites of their their uh, groups and um, you know, I think I don't think they disappointed either. So I would say that they, yeah, they are one of the the teams I would expect to um, be favored or do super well at that at the World Cup at BlizzCon. South Korea, obviously yeah. the number one, but I would say China's really really close there too. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and I think the problem is is just there's so much because do you, do you watch uh, OP OPS or OPC? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you've got you've got both. Yeah. Uh, you've got the you've got the Chinese league, but then you've also got the Southeast Asia league. Both of those leagues have a decent amount of talent, um, but it's just so much to watch, so much Overwatch uh, that I will admit readily that these are definitely blind spots for myself, and I, I think for a lot of the scene. I don't I don't think a lot of people are watching these events yet, so yeah. I, I do wonder how how good the Chinese scene has gotten, or or even you know SEA in general. I mean Taiwan. I had really high hopes for them uh, going into the the World Cup. They didn't really live up to those expectations, but there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot going on in the scene that we're not seeing on a regular basis, for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of us could be surprised how good the Shanghai Dragons are going to end up being. You know, like we have can't forget that there's actually a team in China. So um, I, I expect that team to be probably an all-star Chinese team. I haven't heard of any NA players going over there. Have you heard of anything like that? Like not to China. Yeah. But uh so that I don't know if players would or wouldn't, but yeah, I haven't heard of any of that. Obviously, we have Koreans and and people trying out Koreans here for all the NA teams, but um yeah, we'll see what that roster looks like and if it is like 12 Chinese players, well, I think they'll they'll be a contender if they're um it just like literally the top Chinese teams. That's the thing about Overwatch. You know, like I feel like Overwatch and you know probably other MM or um uh, MOBAs too is that, you know, unlike sports where you you know, you kind of have this whole formula which is like you can only have a few, few superstars, you know, like three nowadays say in the NBA, right? And then you kind of have to have a support you know, um, players around them, right? Because whether it's like more of an ego thing or it's just like, you know, um, even just like having the ball into scoring and, you know, things like that, right? In, in Overwatch, it's like every single role is so different that you can just have literally an all-star team, you know? <laughs> like, and six guys are literally the best in the world at what they do. And, and that should, in theory, it, it could function like perfectly. 
uh, where, you know, in, in traditional sports, that just doesn't work. You know, we've seen all-star teams, like, not not work well. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm kind of curious if that's what we're going to end up seeing you know, with some of these Overwatch League teams. Um, but We are going to get a chance to see China versus Korea, actually, yeah, this weekend. We are. Yeah. Uh, it's the, what's it called? The, the super, super matches the or soul, soul cup, soul, 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 soul cup, yeah, yeah. Soul cup. OGN super match, it's called. Yeah. So it's Lunatic High and Kong do or C9 Kong do both teams knocked out before before the <laughs> grand finals. Lunatic yeah. High didn't even make it to the semifinals, uh, but anyway, they chose those teams when they when they did uh, versus two of the Chinese teams, Miraculous Youngsters and Lucky Future. So that's happening this weekend. It's going to be on Twitch.tv slash OGN Global on the fifteenth. <laughs> So just a couple of days from now. So we will get a chance to actually see those Chinese teams in action pretty soon. Can you imagine if they beat Lunikai and they beat... That would be incredible. That would be actually so good for the scene. I, I know. China was right? super amazing. I don't know if it would be good for the scene necessarily, but it would be pretty hype. At least for me. I would, I would be like, wow. You know, because those teams are already selected for, for OWL. So that just means even more you know, teams and players potentially not in the first season of, of Overwatch League. And it would be like... Oh gosh, man. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I, I think that uh, thanks for the question, the me fifty five. And if you're interested in writing in, and or if we, you know, if we missed your question, we'll definitely get to it next week. But go ahead and write that into the overview at chamanv.tv, and we'll definitely read it out next week. Um, but I think that's it, Ben. Like I think we cruised through this long amount, like, this long list of topics that we had today. Uh, yep. any last things you want to add or, uh, before doing some shout outs? No, I think one thing I've started to notice just, uh, in my personal interest, uh, in the scene that, that, that I've found kind of fun and exciting is, um, this might sound weird, but my interest in the future of contenders has begun to ramp up as I continue to see more and more of these top players that are maybe not going to make it into OWL talking about looking for team OWL or contenders. It's just got my brain starting to think what, what might happen in contender season two contender season three. Um, I'm also really, really, really curious to know how Blizzard's going to um, approach third party tournaments in the future. Um, I don't, I don't know if they said anything specifically about third party tournaments during OWL, but uh, I, I have this sneaking suspicion that there's going to be combinations of players that are playing outside of OWL that can compete with many teams in OWL. And that's a really kind of interesting and exciting prospect uh, to, to consider as something uh, that maybe you didn't have on your radar, but we'll, we'll be coming down the pipe soon. Well, you could just put this out there. Like, there, let's just say that there could be a season two contenders team that gets picked up for Overwatch season two, like an expansion team. Hundred percent season I, I would, two Overwatch League, happening. and they could win season two. Let's just visit it that way. I, I that think would that, be yeah. I think it's possible. I think that the amount of talent that's actually still out there, it's a very possible possibility that that could happen. I mean, obviously, the you know, like Dallas is super good, and you know, some of these teams are you know, with even with a year under their belt. But I just think the talent is so rich that's still out there. You're right. Like I think season two is going to be a freaking amazing to watch. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I think the last thing I'll say is that you know that guy that had that idea about at BlizzCon having like Jeff Kaplan be um, 
you know, like David Stern or whatever during the NBA yeah, draft. Yeah. Dude, that would be so awesome. That would be super cool, yeah. That, like announcing the teams that way. That'd be so sweet. So hopefully they do something epic like that at, at BlizzCon for, for the announcement of the team. Please don't just have a video with like all, tw- you know, like 12 teams and that's it. Like, it'd be so sweet if they had them live there because they're all going to be there, for, right? Uh, well, not, maybe all, not of all of them. No, I guess only the World Cup teams will be there. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they won't end up doing that. That's, that'd be sad. <laughs> it's a cool idea, though. <laughs> it is. If cool not idea. at BlizzCon. Yeah. In it would the be Jeff. It would be Nate, right? We'll Nate would be up there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. All right, we're going to do some shout-outs, Ben, before we take off. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have – dude, I don't have anything right now. Uh, it's, <laughs> His brain the is The next so two weeks are interesting. Man. No no contenders. Um, so you've basically – the next really big thing, uh, Apex season uh, – the, the season finals are coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, you got Apex coming up, no contenders, so that's going to be chill for a while. But then – Overwatch World Cup, baby. BlizzCon, I'll be there. Chris, I know yep, you'll be there. We'll be there. We'll totally we'll be, be there. Uh, we'll be watching uh, and cheering, and it's going to be freaking epic, man. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, I'm, I just reiterate that. It's going to be a pretty cool uh, weekend, and um, you know, TwitchCon's coming up, too. I don't know if there's anything Overwatch-related at TwitchCon, though, right? Is there? Not We'll not be really, there. No. If you're gonna I'll be at Twitch TwitchCon, Con, too. That's a good us. point. I'll be at TwitchCon next week. Yes. Uh, that's why I, that's why I have these dark circles that are in my <laughs> eyes right now. I'm deep in the TwitchCon planning mode. So if you're there, come find me. I'll be hanging out. See yeah. you in Long Beach. Absolutely. Come find me too. We'll be doing streamer showdown on the big stage there. So you can find me around there, I'm sure, at some point. And then, um, yeah, BlizzCon too. Uh, we're doing an Overwatch streamer showdown on on the, uh, the Epic stage. Uh, and we've got a hype like lineup and i don't know i can tell you i can't tell you guys the lineup yet but pr- i promise you there's something super hyped that I'm, I'm super excited about and i can't wait to tell you guys uh so anyways look for that that's going to be on saturday it's one of the last things before you know uh, the closing like when in muse and everything so uh, should doesn't overlap with world cup any of that stuff so you can check that out uh, at BlizzCon. Uh, any, uh, other than that, you can find uh, this show as well as any of the other podcasts I do, like Value Town and um, the Overwatchers on uh, iTunes, as well as Google Play and SoundCloud.com slash V. Leave a review if you enjoy the show, a five-star review. It really helps out when people are looking up uh, Overwatch podcasts. Find the VODs on YouTube.com slash V, as well as all the old episodes, too, if you missed any of them, because they're all awesome. Um, but that's going to be it. Uh, hopefully, ZP will be back next week guys Uh, but until then we will see you next week